step inside the Welcome to Inside the Wooniverse, Woo Squared. That's a little bit of woo times two. In these shorter episodes, you're going to hear more of me, like an audio journal, on universal topics like abundance, resilience, working with the moon, manifestation, meditation, and much, much more. Inside the Hey everybody, welcome to Woo Squared. This is a segment of Inside the Wooniverse where me and my executive producer, Connie Deletti, basically talk about anything that you want us to talk about. So here goes, tell me, Connie, I'm never prepared. What are we talking about today? Well, if you're listening to this live uh, being published in 2023, you're in the midst of your vision board challenge for I am. 2023. Yes. I am. I know how to talk about that right now. <laughs> oh my goodness, you do. And so for anyone who's, whether you're in it or not, I mean, you have such an amazingly interesting take on vision boards. You say it's rooted in a lot of things that you've read and things that you've experienced, but you also have kind of evolved your process as well. So let's start with what is a vision board? So a vision board is a tool. So you create uh, is a representation, a visual representation that has both pictures and words on it, like affirmations or things that represent the vision for your life that you are intending to experience or manifest. That's that old school mm-hmm. term, the old school new thought, no longer new thought <laughs> idea yep. about mm-hmm. what you want to bring into your life that year ahead. I've done one a year for over 35 years. So I don't think I've even, wow. and my husband and I have done one every year since we've been together. So I have not never done, I've never not had That's one. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I still do mine old school. Okay. So let's put a little pin in one question here because you mentioned intention. And I know in the challenge, because I've done it multiple times with you, is that you talk about the difference between intention and a goal. Right. Can you share that with us? So when you set an intention, you set an intention to experience something. That's how I like to look at it. So where I'm mm-hmm. intending for this to occur and for me to participate in. And it's a little mm-hmm. broader because when you have a goal and you meet the goal, then all of a sudden you're at a destination point and then what? Whereas an intention is a, an ongoing experience. I intend for this as opposed to I'm going to this place in the future that where X marks the spot is what I'm going for. Uh, This is totally different. This is, I am choosing and consciously that I am going to have this experience and I can do this in advance of the actual experience. And I can also be a lot more uh, loose and open to the form of that, right? So when you set a goal, it it tends to be a little bit more, nothing wrong with goal setting, by the way. I do set goals too. So I want to meet a certain marker by a certain date. But um, when you set a goal, it's very defined. And you can get into trouble on a vision board when you set a goal because you're you literally are defining it by its form mm. whereas an intention is much more about how you actualize and how you evolve through having an experience that is ongoing so it, it's very organic it's not defined by its form it's defined by its feeling state mm-hmm. so there again subtle nothing wrong with goal setting nothing wrong with that at all but i'm i add the concept of intention because you can 
enter into the world with curiosity. Oh, I wonder how this is going to appear as opposed to when you set a goal, like you're going for something very specific. And you also talk a little bit within the vision board challenge, but again, you don't even have to be in the challenge just to understand that when we talk about the evolution of vision boards, that Mm -hmm. maybe once upon a time when vision boards and the concept hit the scene, um, (laughs) they were very acquisitional, right? right? I want this, 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 this. But the way that you present a vision board and vision boarding is not acquisitional. Can we speak about that a little? Yeah. So I first learned it, uh, it was called a treasure map and I learned it at Unity Church um, 37 years ago or 36 years ago, because I even remember when I went and saw it for the first time and I was like, whoa, what is that? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was taught that, you know, God wanted you to be abundant. So yeah, that was about, I want this, 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 and this. Very much like how the secret became so popular, right? It came yes. out of this idea that we can manifest or get or acquire mm. Mm-hmm. any kind of material thing that we want just by the intention of wanting it in some way, right? right. And that's like mm-hmm. looking at the universe as a as Santa. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, I'm putting this on the list. I was very good, so give it to me, right? Which is not about that so much now. And And I think that I'm not the only one that's been evolving through this. And you know what? I feel that we actualize ourselves as human beings, we embody who we are through the outpicturing and the relationships that we have with uh, the experiences that we want to have, right? So we're in relationship to those things and we grow as a result of them. So it's really more important is how are we going to grow and be fulfilled and have meaningful experiences than getting stuff that we think is going to give us the experience, right? Because honestly, when what do you want the thing for? In the beginning, nobody ever asked me that. Why do you want that? It's like, no, I was like, I put it on the board. Like I remember yeah. doing a whole board and getting married yeah. and uh, my friends had all gotten married and I got exactly, literally the guy that I'm firstly, I'm my starter husband looked exactly like the guy in all the pictures. Like honest to God, he could have been mushed them all together. We would have got him. <laughs> And I did forgot to mention how I wanted the experience to feel, right? Mm. So not to say that it was a mistake. It was, it was a learning experience. But so it became very much about the surface. What does it look like? So when you take pictures, that was all it was. Like, And I did manifest certain things. Uh, you know, like I put a picture of a Joshua tree, which I didn't know what it was. I just thought, oh, that's an interesting looking thing. And then my affirmation, I traveled to new and exciting places. And I ended up completely without any planning. I went to visit my friend in um, just outside of Los Angeles and we went for a drive and she wanted to take photographs and we ended up in Joshua Tree. So I was like, what's that sign? (laughs) Right? So so (laughs) there are times (laughs) when it will absolutely align Mm -hmm. like that. And that's why I think it's a bit confusing for people where I don't want people to think that they can't do a vision board and add very specific things. It's just, I want them to think about why. Like if you are so, you so want this one thing, But it's really, if you ask yourself why you want that thing, it's because you believe that thing is going to provide you with a certain experience. So I kind of went back over, and and it's been my experience too, as I've I've done this over and over and over again, it's more like I've gotten a lot of things. I'm like, but they didn't give me what I genuinely wanted. I didn't find what I was looking for. What I So therefore, I turned it on its head and go, well, let me experiment with this. What if I really got clear about the experience? 
and then let the universe decide what it's going to match. But I'll still put a picture up because I still want to feel a certain way by looking at an image, but it won't, I'm not going to be attached at all to whether that image is exactly correct or not. It's that I am going to be in a relationship with a certain feeling about myself as a result of, of experiencing or attaining or, you know, becoming fulfilled in these ways. And then it's like, wow, right? And, and it, it can also be added to the descriptors that you think you think you want. And that's the game. It's like, well, oh, I got what I wanted really genuinely how I felt, how I wanted to feel from this thing. I thought it was going to come from that thing, but it didn't. Like my perfect example of this is my recording career. Mm. Um, I, you want, okay, this is like embarrassing, but for 20 <laughs> years <laughs> on my freaking vision board there, right. there it was. I a actually microphone. wrote, yes, I, I, yes. I whited out, I put my name on billboard. I whited out oh, my name, yeah. put it in and, uh, Capital Records. I love all of your, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like you have so many amazing examples of your like OG Photoshopping, like craft Photoshopping. I just, this is one of so many amazing examples. Please continue. So, so good. I cut out magazines and I took Capital oh. Records out and I was determined in my head that would be it. And I failed miserably every year, but I'd still doggedly put that on there. Okay. <laughs> Capital, yeah, records. capital yes. records, and uh, <laughs> all this stuff, and then finally I gave up because it was too painful. I, I I wasn't getting anywhere, and I thought that the music career was going to make me whole. That the experience of being a successful singer songwriter was going to make me feel fulfilled, emotionally and spiritually. That I could take the stories of my difficult past and turn it into something that could help somebody else by them hearing my music. I mean, every musician wants the public to be moved by their mm-hmm. music, Every right? artist. Yes, As an course. artist, and that yep. I am an artist, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then finally I just gave up. I was like, oh, forget it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like, what am I doing? After one, one record deal after another one fell through, literally, literally. After, oh gosh. So finally I wow. just gave up. And then I met somebody who suggested that, well, why don't you do a meditation CD, which then happened. Actually, I'm not, I won't go into too much detail, but bottom line is somebody from Virgin Records had heard it. My, Me and my partner, Dina, released it just on our own mini label, right? Mm-hmm. And it became mm-hmm. so successful. And then yeah. um, like just all like organically. And then the, this guy from Virgin Records had heard it. And then, you know, a lot of different people, my friend and lawyer, Stephen, you know, brought me basically to EMI Music. Yeah. Which was Capitol Records. Right. And I got the record deal. But yeah. it was 20 years later. I liked going to bed at nine o'clock at that point. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I was yes. the yes, thought yes, of, yes. what? I have to go play yeah. in yeah. bars at what time? Uh, 11. 11? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was making mm. very, very good living as an intuitive, you know, like this was the thing that I realized I was helping people. I was able to share my you know, experience, strength, and hope. I was also in recovery in a 12-step program all that time. So everything that I wanted my music career to give me, I was already experiencing in different areas of my life. And thank goodness that I didn't get this any sooner because I recorded my first album and uh, worked with phenomenal uh, Eric Ross, who worked with Tori Amos. I mean, I had the best production team. I'm so proud of the record that I did, you know, really, really proud of it. But I wasn't meant for the business of music. I remember leaving our Canadian version of the, of of the Canadian Grammys. It was snowing. 
It was our Juno Awards. I was there with the, I was the teacher's pet because Dean Cameron, bless his soul, he's passed away now, but he, he took me under his wing. And a lot of people were resentful of that in the company because mm. I was older. I was 40. Like that was all they talked about in the press. EMI took a risk, a risk oh on a mature artist because <laughs> oh, they don't talk to anybody yeah. after the age no, of 28. Right. I couldn't right. find a manager. Right. It was crazy. Anyway, whatever. But he was so supportive of me. But there we were. People were snorting coke in the bathroom. Yeah. Not him. He he was yeah. not at all. But I was like really unsafe. The so scene. I, the, the scene. scene. Yeah. I was in the music mm -hmm. scene. And yeah. so I sat there. We were at this restaurant and I had two entire dinners. Mm. <laughs> I just kept ordering food. Yeah. There was all this wine everywhere. Meanwhile, I'm sober. And I literally turned to Dean and said, I have to go home now. He goes, what? And I said, I have to go home now. Please. So I sat a little me at the back of a limousine in all the disco ball colors inside <laughs> the stretch limo. And there I was, <laughs> little me going <laughs> home because I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. go. Mm -hmm. I just could not go. I wasn't safe. And I realized, I don't think I can do this mm. business. I don't have, I'm not cut out for it. This is just not, no. <laughs> no. So, but I still, I still wouldn't give it up, you know, and it was, but until finally, and then out of the blue, I ended up, I was still doing readings, of course. And then a client introduced me to somebody in London, England. I thought I was going to move there. And then they connected me to Hay House and basically the rest was history. And I found my calling. Like my, my calling was already, I already answered my calling, but I kept thinking it was temporary. <laughs> but yeah, then I got the, you know, I wrote books, Oracle cards and the rest is history. And I'm still doing music as a hobby now. But you reverse engineered, you know, like you said, if we bring it back to the vision board, that what exactly. you put there, the symbolism. So like yes. you speak about putting things that are symbolic. So if we just look at the symbols, Correct. so the capital record, so like a label yeah. or the industry, the microphone as in your microphone, voice, that's right. right? Your I, voice that's is right. amplified. So, yep. Amplified right? voice. Yep. And what you then went, like, first of all, yes, you did. You were a musician, but and you still are, but then you kind of evolved or you held the space and open release. You surrendered. You said, stop putting on my board. But, and then of course that's when Spirit's like, okay, okay now, now we, we can you. bring her something. Now we can bring her something <laughs> to see if she really still wants this. And, and that's, that's right. one of the reasons why, because yeah. I have proof. I have the boards. Yeah. I have the proof. I have the yes. experience. Why knowing your why for what it is that you want to put on there. Like, why do you want that? Why do you say that you want to experience? Like, why do you want that thing that you say that you want on there? It, like, what are the consequences of that desire or that commitment to have? That's why acquisitional boards come mm -hmm. with a lot of stuff. I'm not sorry for the experiences that I, the lessons that I learned from that, but now I don't want to learn those lessons. I want well, what's best for yeah. me. <laughs> Now you're like, I, because you learned those lessons yeah. and because you made boards like this, here you are on the other side saying, hey, take a little page out of my book and that maybe take a minute in your journal, right? Because you also speak about this, take a minute in your journal to really define and really capture and discern how do I want to feel? Right. And then from there, that's the reverse engineering from there then, you know, get your images and your symbols that really speak to those feelings that you want to feel. Yeah. And the, that, uh, yeah. the word want is also a tricky one too, because desire is only good to start it. Like you have, you know, fire starter. Yeah. it's really about the calling to something. And, and so a vision board can really give you a lot of fun. It can be a lot of fun, right? Because you're like, Ooh, I want that. And I want that. And then, but what did that 
do for me and others. It's really about the embodiment of the experience and who you become as a result of it, right? So that's the approach that I take is who could we become, you know? And, and also to dive in, why do you want that? Like I f- didn't realize I was coming from a real deep place of unworthiness and lack. And of course, the music business did not help with that at all. I was overweight. I was too old. You know, that was what was, I was a woman, you know, I I had all those strikes against me that somebody said I was old enough to be Britney Spears's mother. I mean, that's, (laughs) and I was blonde at the time. Now there's this um, massive like push for inclusivity that it's just different, different times, different times. Actually, my, Eric and I got back together again and I, I, we were joking around thinking that we would call our band two old farts. Instead, we called it social magic, but now nobody knows that it's us. So we decided, oh, screw it. Let's just put our names on it. Yeah. Because we're we're a band now. That's so funny. But yeah, that the, the real, when you do a vision board, you're actually committing to change. You're committing to evolve. You're committing to embody a new, improved, hopefully, version of yourself. Or if not, you're committing to face your demons you know, you're there to face the shadow because once you place that there, who who do you need to become in order to experience that? And sometimes you have to go back into adversity for you to really appreciate. Right. What do you need to move through? Yeah. To, to get yeah. there. Yeah. So um, it took me a long time. It, it wasn't overnight. Like, oh, I get it now. But it can be overnight for me now because I've, I've my experience and, and my mm-hmm. wisdom that has hard won. So that's why I'm teaching it this way, to get people starting from this point. And people are like, well, what about the thing I want? Well, you can put it on there too, but do this too. Like really focus on the actualization piece. You know, who would I become? And then let the universe pick the form, you know? Let the universe pick the form. That's the magic. That is the magic. <laughs> and it's always a big surprise and you can always be grateful. And and to be honest with you there, I find that when hardship comes up, because a lot of people think, oh, hardship means I'm not having, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. And I'm like, ah, 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 ah. That's how we get sharpened. You know, it's the edges that bring us that more clarity and the sharpness and the humility that we need to be present in life. And to also consider that right now in, in our lives, I always like to think of compassionate prosperity and the idea that whatever we do is going to somehow help reduce the suffering of others. Mm -hmm. That's also part of that. So whenever I want something, I think about, okay, well, why do I want that? And sometimes I just want it because I love beautiful things, right? Sometimes I, I want to enhance because I've got, you know, my, my Libra rising and Venus and Gemini and all, you know, I don't know. I love beautiful, pretty things. Of course. Mm -hmm. But if it's, so that's just, those are those frivolous things. But for the most part, if I am wanting to experience the success of something, I also have to recognize that I need to be open to all of it, getting there and not to make a judgment on anything. Because sometimes you go off on a detour that you need to go on. Like I went around the bend a couple of times to get to where I am today, you know, and looking back on it, I don't judge anything that I've done as taking a wrong turn. It's all good. So vision boards, magical. And they are wild. Like that's the other thing too, is like, don't not put something on there because those are the easy things to quote unquote get. And those are the, those are the crumbs that it's like, oh, look, magic. (laughs) Don't give up. (laughs) Mm. Something exact. And then you look back on it going, wow, I became that. I, I really became that person. Like somebody wants to be a famous guitarist. 
Well, are you practicing? That's the other thing. You got to make the vision board is is the preparation for the action plan. Yes. You still have to act. You know, you don't put it on the wall and just go. I wonder what's coming to knocking at the door. <laughs> you still, right, one step towards the gods, and I, I I think maybe it's two steps towards the gods. Step one, yes. make the board. Step two, get out the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and start, start something, something in that direction. Yes. Woo Squared is a production of Universal Network Studios. A special thanks to our recording engineer, Chris Dupuis, executive producer, Connie Deletti, story editor, Julie Fink, and post-production audio by Lonnie Carmichael. Original theme music by Jerry Mosby. And all other music you hear in this episode is courtesy of APM Music. If you love what you are hearing and want to keep up to date on episode releases, bonus content, and prize giveaways, please visit us at itwpodcast.com. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you join us next time for another episode of Inside the Universe, a podcast brought to you from the corner of Fringe and Maine. Inside the Woo!